Good evening everyone, welcome to today's webcast. Thank you for joining us once again. Evening Barry. Great to see you man, I missed you last week. Yeah, it's been a few weeks hasn't it, since we've been on. Two weeks ago you were ailing with that, uh, that wonderful thing called Covid. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's good to be back, you know, the, the two amigos. And yes. of course thanks everybody for joining us wherever you're from too. Yeah, great. Just before we came uh, on live, Barry and I were talking about the um, revival that's been happening down in Asbury in Kentucky. And really just how the focus of that has just been around the Father's love, about around God's love. And, um, you know, amazing, amazing what's been happening and the sensitivity they've been showing down there. Um, you, you've got a bit more info about it, Barry. I think you've had people who've been to been down there and yes we friends you know that have visited uh we have a, actually a, a friend who lives three minutes from the the university campus who is a graduate from asbury as well and, and she was telling us that uh, the the uh, wilmore kentucky has six thousand people and we have two <laughs> stoplights and I, I think fox news just said that over the last two weeks i think over fifty thousand people have visited in this last weekend, it was like up, upwards of 20,000. Wow. Uh, there was two and a half miles uh, long cars. Uh, and it's, it's so cool. I, I, I just think that this is just such a, a cool thing. There were there were signs on the road saying, um, you know, revival is is over capacity. Like, like, like you know, the, the traffic signs. Like, so, you know, you've got everybody who, who's involved in it. But as you said, I one of the things that has just been... Um, uh, you know, it's been such a gentle, tender, kind sense of mm. God's presence, and, and people have said that it's it's the peace of God that has just been like when they walk in, they just sense yeah. this beautiful sense of God's peace. And of course, you know, I've been you know reading as much as I can about it and reading testimonies and things. And people have been saying like, you know, uh, the one fellow I read, he said, I think I was in there for ten minutes. And then he said, then I came too, whatever that means. <laughs> and he said he was only there for an hour, but he said he felt like he, he could stay there the rest of his life. But he said he oh. felt like he needed to leave. Yeah. And so, you know, again, it's just like we're celebrating that there's this incredible hunger to experience God's love. And and, yeah. and, I, and could it be, and we're hearing stories, and I'm sure, yeah. Mark, you, you've heard stories as well in the UK that... Uh, what's happening there and and i when mark and i were talking about it i kind i just kind of felt and i'm not saying this is anything prophetic but it was just in my heart i just wondered if what happened in asbury uh university was a trumpet blast in, mm. into the heavenly realms like mm. now around the world that there you know just that there would just be a deeper revelation of the father heart of god his love his his gentleness his peace his joy his reassurance that uh, yeah, so yeah. I to me it's just amazing. I'm celebrating uh, what's mm. happening, and pray that it goes around the world. Yeah, I I, I watched a little bit of the opening session, and um, the guy kept saying, you know, we love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. And uh, you know, I really believe that we will we cannot become a loving people until we first become a loved people. Yes. And, you know, that's what I see Father doing all, over, all around the world. And uh, even last week in Poland, you know, people just soaking in the Father's love, people receiving the Father's love, um, people having that encounter with love. 
they become a loved person. We become loved people. And when we are living in love, yeah. we will love other people. We will love one yeah. another. We will love the world. And, you know, I just think that's what Father's doing. And our hearts tonight, we were just saying, you know, wouldn't it be great if, if you know, even in this little webcast, you know, there was some <laughs> measure of outpouring of the Father's love. Yeah. And I think Barry and I are both excited about that. And, uh, you know, you guys watching now, many people will watch later. Um, you know, we just we just want, I, I trust all of us want an encounter with the Father's love this evening. To go deeper yeah. in that revelation of who we are as sons and daughters. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's all we're trusting for. That's all we're, we're believing for as we, we, we're, we're together this evening. So it's this exciting times, eh, Barry? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and really tonight, we just, we, you, know, you know, those of you who are regularly with us, you know that we send each other a text on Sunday or Monday and say, any ideas for Wednesday? And, you know, normally we say, no, what about you? And no, you know. And um, it, the funny thing was, we both, we both said to one another this, this week, um, you know, I've been thinking about sonship. Um, you know, I've been thinking about that over the last few days. Barry's got a weekend coming up this weekend uh, where he's speaking at a church on the colours of sonship. And so we just kind of felt like this is what's buzzing around in our minds this yeah. week. So we just want to talk a little bit about sonship together. Yeah. And um, I, I'll just kick off for a few moments, but then we're going to really have a discussion about this. And um, we just want to go deeper into this revelation mm. together. So, Barry, do you want to pray and then we'll kick off? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Father, we thank you that oh. your spirit of sonship, mm. the Holy Spirit, is being poured out on all flesh. Yeah. And it has been poured out since Pentecost. And it, Father, we just ask, even in this very moment, whether mm. people are live with this online or if they yeah. watch this afterwards, Abba, we just ask. Yeah that there would just be that continual inflowing of your love mm -hmm. into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which you've yeah. given us. Father, that that love would bring a sense of peace, mm -hmm. that your love would bring a sense of belonging, that your love would calm our anxious hearts. Mm -hmm. Father, that your love would just lift us up to, to see who we are from your perspective as your much-loved children, and that mm -hmm. we would be free to become the one-of-a-kind works of art that you've created each one of us to be. Yeah. And Father, we thank you that you want to do this more than we would ever want to do this ourselves. You have moved heaven and earth so that we would be able to know you as Father through the finished work of what Jesus did on a cross. Yeah. So as we just take this hour together and just... Just sit at your feet and just mm -hmm. open our hearts up. Father, I just pray a blessing, especially on Mark and the thoughts that he has. And even bless our conversation, Abba. Mm -hmm. And just all of us together as a family, mm -hmm. would we all just go deeper into the immeasurable yeah. fountain mm -hmm. of your affection. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus, our brother, mm -hmm. our Savior, our Lord, the firstborn among many brothers and sisters for making yeah. all this possible. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Barry. Yeah, Good. Well, <sighs> you know, I, I've just been 
thinking about sonship over the last few days and really that that's just the only way that the father wants to relate to us you know he wants to relate to us as 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 father and he wants us to know that we're sons sons and daughters you know and when we use the term sonship it's not it's not gender it's not about gender it's about all of us it's it's our position in Christ that we are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus and you know it's it's that relationship that I want to um explore a little bit and then Barry and I will will just see where it goes in the conversation but sonship is not a theory it's not a theological concept which we um, which we attain through our actions or performance Um, sonship is a relationship and it's an experience and sonship describes us as we begin to walk as Jesus walked and you know what the father wants for all of us is that we would become safe in his love that we would find our our true home in perfect love you know that we would be secure in the love of god as his beloved children you know we are his beloved and sometimes we kind of lose sight of that but we are his beloved. We're his beloved sons and daughters. You know, 1 John 4.16 says, we know and rely on the love that God has for us. And those words are experiential. You know, it's knowing through experience. It's relying because we've proved it. It's not, they're not words that describe knowledge or, 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 or under, intellectual understanding. They are words that describe uh, a relationship. And so we can know and we can rely on the love that God has for us. You know, when we are born again, John says in um, John 1, verse 12, I think, or verse 18, somewhere in the early part of the first chapter of John, he says, you know, to all those who believe have been given the right to become children of God. And the sad thing that I see as I travel around and talk to many people is, although we've been given the right to become children of God, we still live as orphans, we still live as servants and we don't take up that right that's been given to us. You know, we don't exercise that right. We, we continue to live in our, our old orphan-hearted ways. Yeah, no, yeah, we're a Christian. Yes, our eternal inheritance is guaranteed. But we walk and we live as orphans rather than taking on this new robe of righteousness, which is a robe of sonship that... You know, we become clothed in Christ so we can live and and walk as he lived. You know, one of the things John says in his first chapter of his gospel is that Jesus came into the world as the light of the world. Um, And what does a light do? A light, when you walk into a dark room, you turn on the light. Once you've turned on the light, you don't look at the light bulb and think what a wonderful light bulb it is. (laughs) You turn on the light and you let the light reveal what was hidden in that room. And that's what Jesus came to be. He came to be the light, the light of the world, to reveal something, well actually someone, that has been hidden. And he came to show us his father, to show us what the father was like, what the father is like and who the Father wants to be to us. 
You know, that's what happened when the light of Jesus came into the world. That what was hidden, what nobody knew existed, suddenly we could all see. And we can step into and we can live in this relationship. You know, I, I stumbled across a verse, which I probably read, you know, many, many times. But um, I stumbled upon it a few months ago. And it really struck me. Um, and it's, it's John chapter 8, verse 54. And Jesus says, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, who you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Now, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, and he says, he says, I call him father. But you only see him as your God. You know, my father, who you claim as God, they're talking about the same person. But Jesus can say, this is my father. And the people are listening to him. All they know God as is God. And, you know, that's, it, that struck me as where many people are at. Jesus says, it's my father and he can be your father. But many, many people are stuck just knowing him as God. And that's what the Father wants to do. He wants to take us on this journey uh, where we actually come to know him in the same way as Jesus knows him. And, uh, you know, we, we, we quote, we mentioned very often on this, this webcast, you know, Jesus said to his disciples, you know, I no longer call you servants. That meant he did, at one point in time, he did call them servants. You know, I no longer call you servants, but now I call you my friends. And it's, it's like Jesus says, hey guys, we've moved. We've moved from a master-servant, uh, teacher-disciple relationship. And now we're friends. And then after the resurrection, Jesus says to Mary in the garden, go to my brothers and tell them that I'm going to my father and your father. He takes them further, not just friends, but he says, hey guys, you were servants, then you became friends. Now you're my brothers because we share the same father. And that's the journey of sonship. That's, that's the, the transformation that the father is taking us all on. And, you know, wherever we're at on this journey, the first thing I want to say is don't condemn yourself for where you're at. <laughs> you know, you might be just think you might even as I've just said what I've just said over the last couple of minutes you might be seeing something for the first time and what I want to say is please do not condemn yourself for where you've been and the second thing I want to say is please allow yourself to move on wherever you are whatever your revelation is at the moment there is always more and that's what we want to talk about I'm going to bring Barry back on in a second but that's really what we want to talk about together is this journey of growing as sons and daughters. You know, I, I've been on this journey knowing God as my father for 20, 22 years or something like that. And I just am so aware there is so much more for me to experience. You know, I don't want to stop here. I don't want to stop with the, the limited revelation I've got so far. But I want to go on having more revelation, more experience of who the Father is, more experience, more encounters with his love and a deepening revelation and understanding of what it means to live as a son. 
So Barry, come come back and join me, and let's see where this goes. <laughs> um, I say a big amen to everything you said, my brother. It's uh, like you said, the spirit of sonship is the spirit of the son, which is the spirit of Jesus, and that you know to understand even this idea that we are co-heirs with Jesus, and you know, like, you know, oftentimes when we think of that, I'm I'm not sure how how. We, we, I don't think we can process it, certainly by our intellect. I think it's, it takes the Holy Spirit to bring a revelation, what that means. But from what I understand, even this idea of being joint heirs with Jesus, to co-heirs with him, that if, if we were just an heir of God, along with you know the, all the, the multitudes who are heirs, mm-hmm. then we would just get a little bit, a tiny sliver of the inheritance. Mm-hmm. But being co-heirs with Jesus means that we actually, Jesus himself, shares his entire inheritance with us. Mm-hmm. And you think about, like, what does that do? Like, how, like I know for me, it's, 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 it's so, so amazing and so uh, difficult to comprehend in our natural realm. And, you know, I think of Galatians 4, and I'm just going to read a, a, a few passages here from uh, uh, Galatians 4, starting at verse 4, it says, But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit mm-hmm. who calls out Abba Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are God, you are his child, God has made you also an heir. And I think, you know, I think the struggle that we all deal with, and I think this is, it's not like Mark and I have uh, arrived in any way, shape, or form. We're, we're on this journey with you guys. But it's this struggle of, of being, you know, thinking like we're slaves, right? It's like, and of course, that slavery thinking is almost like what we, another way we would describe that is the orphan-hearted thinking. Where we don't see ourselves as heirs and co-heirs with Jesus. We see ourselves as these servants that are trying to get our master's approval mm-hmm. through our good works even, right? And, and I believe the more that we are able to believe in a deeper level than ever before that we are loved because we are loved because we are loved, it sets mm-hmm. our heart at rest. And that we, you know, that engine, that, you know, chasing that carrot on the mm-hmm. stick, just trying to, to find that elusive sense of uh, accomplishment that somehow, somewhere will, will settle something in our heart. And I just believe that even today, and as Mark and I were talking and just, you know, praying and hoping that there would just be a greater mm. outpouring of that spirit of sonship that, that cries out, Abba, Father, that yeah. you really are my father. And and I think that begins to dis continues to dismantle all the areas that we struggle with. And I, but like like I said, with like what Mark said, I just say a big amen to the idea that you know the Father is so gentle and so kind mm-hmm. and so patient with us. He understands all of our struggles. He knows yeah. why I struggle with the things I struggle with. And, you know, why I'm still, you know, wrestling with, you know, orphan kind of mindsets in my own life. And he just loves us through it. And I just want to encourage you that the Father is loving you through it. But he's just, in the same time, he's convincing us more and more that, you know, there is nothing in all creation that ever can separate us from his love. 
Yeah. And, and and that includes you know anything you know in our life experience or our failures or our mistakes because the father like Jack Winter used to say there's nothing that we could ever do to make God love us any more than He does right now and there's nothing we could ever do to make God love us any less than He yeah. does right now. So yeah. I think you know we're all on this journey together. We're all growing in this revelation of who we are. But I believe it's a it's a movement in our not in our like. Biblically and spiritually, I believe that, you know, we are in union with Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit, the, the, the deposit to guarantee our inheritance inside of us. The reality, it's a, it's a done deal. But what we're working out is in the realm of that soul believing that this is true yeah. and beginning to have our hearts set at rest. So yeah. I just, you know, again, we just want to enjoy this journey not be hard on ourselves, love ourselves. Because, you know, even I, I remember reading a, a book, and I can't have the exact quote from Brennan Manning, who's just a, a, a great uh, author, rev, had a powerful revelation of the Father, Heart of God. But in essence, what he said is, often we will think thoughts about ourselves mm -hmm. that we would never allow ourselves to think about other people. Yeah, Like we give permission. And I think that's the kind of thing, um, you know, where, you know, even in the great com uh, commandment to love God with all our heart, all our mind, and all our strength, mm -hmm. and love our neighbor as ourself. Yeah. I think, you know, maybe part of that journey for each and every one of us is to begin to break agreement with self-hatred yeah. and be able to agree with who the Father says we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just, as you were talking, Barry, just thinking about 1 John chapter 3, verse 1, you know, see what kind of love, see what great love the mm -hmm. Father has lavished on us, that we should be called the children of God. And that is who we are. Yeah. You know, um, dear friends, now we are children of God. What we will be has not yet been made known. Mm. You know, when Christ appears, we shall be like him. You know, there's this, yeah. this grow. As we receive his love, as we allow him to pour his love into our hearts, mm. as we soak in love, as we, you know, as we give ourselves permission to be loved, you know, it's not a trickle. It's, 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 it's a torrent. Mm. You know, Barry and I have stood by the Niagara Falls together on a couple of occasions. Um, and uh, it's, it's just an overwhelming, it's an incredible experience. I mean, it's your backyard, but it's, yeah. for, the, for the rest of us, it's, it's an incredible experience of this um, endless torrent of water mm. falling over the falls. It's powerful. It's strong. It's it's unlimited, and you know that's just a small picture of what the Father's love is like for us. Mm -hmm. That He lavishes His love on us, and uh, you know, just going back to where we started, we love because He first loved us, mm -hmm. and you know, my heart for this evening is that we would just open ourselves to be lavished upon, <laughs> lavished mm -hmm. with love. Um, I don't know what your day's been like. You might have had a good day. You might have had a difficult day. Um, but just take time now just to say, Father, here I am. Would you lavish your love upon me? Would you let your love cascade into my heart? You know, the, the Romans 5, 5, Barry's just quoted it, you know, that God pours his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. The Passion Translation says that the love of God cascades into our heart. 
by the Holy Spirit. And that word cascading is very similar to the word in, in 1 John 3. You know, it's lavish, it's generous. The mm. Father never rations his love for us. You know, he loves us with the same endless love that he loves Jesus. Yeah. And, um, you know, we just want to open our hearts, not just in this hour that we're together, but daily, hourly, in our, in our own lives, in our own walk with the Lord, in, in, in our own circumstances, just to open our hearts, even if we're doing something mundane like shopping or yeah. going to work or driving a car, we can say, Father, while I'm doing this, will you just lavish your love upon me? You know, will you just be so generous with your love that want an encounter with, with you, with who you are, to just experience more and more of you. Uh, you know, I believe that's what the Father wants to do for all of us. And mm. for us never to be satisfied. You know, if you, if you think you've got it, <laughs> if you think you've received the fullness of the Father's love, all you've done is brought him down to the size of your mind. You've limited him because he's so much yeah. bigger. And, you know, don't, don't settle. You know, let him lavish you with his love today, but come back tomorrow for more. Because, hey, yeah. guess what? <laughs> there is more. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the... Um, you know, when I think of, you know, the spirit of sonship, the Holy mm. Spirit, and, 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 and how uh, Paul even prays, you know, in Ephesians 3... You know, he starts in four, verse 14 and 15, For this reason I kneel before the Father, mm. from whom every family in heaven and earth derives his name. Yeah. And then he goes on and he prays this amazing prayer. But, you know, part of that, the dynamic of that prayer is like, I will, I pray that you would be rooted and grounded yeah. in love. I pray that, that God's spirit would strengthen your inner being mm. so that you would have power to grasp how, together with all the saints, how deep and how wide and how long and how high the love of God is, and that we, you know, and, that, and it's a love that surpasses knowledge. Hmm. And I think that's one of the big, big parts of that prayer that, you know, I think sometimes we get stuck. Uh, I, and maybe I can just say it for me, you know, maybe everybody else in listening has got this sorted. But when we try, like as Mark, you said it, when we try to reduce the love of God, the vastness of mm. his nature to what we understand him to be. We, we have just put limitations on him. And yeah. I just believe the Holy Spirit, <laughs> the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of the Son that is poured out into our hearts and continues to be. You know, Ephesians 5.18 says, Do not be drunk with, with wine, which is in excess, but be filled continually with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I just believe you know, that even, you know, in this hour together that I, you know, just the cry of my heart is, Father, would you just continue to strengthen our inner being mm. so we would have power to grasp the immeasurable vastness, the ocean of your affection that never runs dry, you know. And, yeah. you know, it's just like when we think of the universe and when we think of that, you know, we live in a small galaxy called the Milky Way, and this small galaxy, which is a tiny galaxy compared to some galaxies, has a hundred million stars. And then when you think about there are more stars in the universe than there are grains of sand on planet Earth, what does that do to your mind? I mean, the numbers are like, are gigantic. I don't even know how to read or to pronounce, sound out these, the, the scope of this. Yeah. But... 
And then we begin to, like, when because our brains short circuit. And I just say in the same way that the Father wants us just to, it's not like, we, you know, God gives us minds and we have beautiful minds and, you know, we have the mind of Christ. But I believe in our intellectual, uh, uh, you know, the way that we try to, uh, I don't know, reduce the love of God to us. And if we deserve it, if we don't deserve it, if mm-hmm. we've had a good day of devotions or we had a bad day of discouragement, yeah. you know, we, 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 we nullify the love that God has for us. And I just believe, yeah, even by the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. I just believe it's this, uh, you know, even when I say this, I, I have this picture and I'm not, I'm not saying it's theologically correct, <laughs> but I see it's like this massive eternal funnel that mm. upwards is like this like it's it's it goes to infinity and the point of it the the is in our hearts yeah. and it's just like the father is wanting to download a deeper revelation of his kindness than we more than we've ever ever hoped for or imagined yeah. unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we mm. could ever ask or think and i believe that is what the father wants to do for us I like how John says ginormous. Ginormous. (laughs) I say amen to that, brother. That's right. And Um, the thing is, this is this is what it's always been like, you know. Yeah. This is this is this is the revelation of the nature and the personality of who our Father is. Yeah. You know, even way back in 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 Exodus, you know, when Moses says, you know, Lord, show me your glory. And the Lord passes in front of him, you know, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love, (laughs) in in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. You know, that's what he's always been like. And what I love about that passage in in Exodus is when, when Moses hears that, what he's seeing, he's seeing the nature of God revealed, he's seeing who... The father really is. He's getting a glimpse of what we can live in. You know, every day we can live in this. The the abounding, steadfast love. You know, that's what we can live in. That's what we're rooted and grounded in. You know, Moses just got a glimpse of it. Yeah. But we live in it. But, you know, God said this to his people, even when they were doing what they do best, rebelling. Mm. <laughs> you know they they were rebelling against him they were going their own way they'd chosen their pathway of independence and yet god says i am faithful i am loving you know i yeah. will maintain my love to thousands and yeah. you know he hid moses in the rock and his glory passed by and moses just gets a glimpse of it he just sees mm. it in, in passing but because of what Jesus did for each one of us, we can live in that. As Barry said, it's that's our inheritance. You know, we're mm. joint heirs with Christ, and you know, we get stuck in our earthly reality. You know, <laughs> we 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 get stuck with you know the bank balance, the cost of living crisis. Um, you know, the, the pressures of the kids and the family, you know, all of these things. We get stuck in our earthly reality, which is real. It's, it's our, it, is, it, is, it is a day-to-day reality for us. And we, but the trouble is we focus on it and we yeah. ignore the fact that there's a greater reality for all of us to live in. There's mm-hmm. a heavenly reality, which is much better than the earthly reality that we're, we're stuck in you know it's like our feet are stuck on the ground but our head 
our heart is somewhere else. It's, it's in another reality. And that reality, Paul says in Ephesians, is that you and I are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Yeah. You know, and I know our earthly reality is pressing and it engages our time and emotions, but don't lose sight of the fact that there's a greater reality of you yeah. seated in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus mm-hmm. at the right hand of God the Father. See, that's mm-hmm. how the Father sees you. He first and foremost sees the heavenly reality of you being in Christ. Yeah. You know, and then he sees the struggles that we have on a day-to-day basis. We see it the other way around <laughs> a lot of the time. <laughs> we see our earthly reality and yeah. that's our focus. And then, oh, if we remember, we think, oh yeah, I've got a, I've got a heavenly reality. But he yeah. sees it in the real way. He sees it the way it is, that we're sons and we're heirs. And uh, yeah, it's just when we when we realign ourselves with with the truth and the way he sees us, it changes how we think about ourselves. Mm. It changes how we what we believe about ourselves, and it, it's it's part of this process of bringing us into this being totally secure as sons and daughters. Mm. You know, Jesus. I was just reading. You know, um, last week when I was in Poland, I was just reading some of those verses where, yeah, Jesus talks about his sonship. You know. Um, when when Satan tempts him in the wilderness, you know, if you're the son of God, prove it. Mm. And Jesus just said, I'll go away. I don't need to prove it. I know who I am. You know, as a 12-year-old boy in a temple, you know, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house about my father's business? You know, and even when he's taken to uh, the teachers of the law and the and even to Pontius Pilate, just as he's being crucified, you know, they, they, the leaders say, he claims to be the son of God. And Pilate says, are you? And he says, well, that's what they say, you know, but he knew who he was. And after Jesus is crucified, after he's died, Pilate says, truly, this man was the son of God. Mm. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying we all have to be crucified like Jesus was, but he was so secure in who he was. He knew that he was a son. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more we allow ourselves to be loved, the more we receive love, the more we soak in his love, mm-hmm. the, the more secure we will be. And we will be able to say like Jesus, I know I'm a yeah. son. I know I'm a daughter. And when Satan comes and throws stuff at you, you can just say, you know, I know, Satan, I know who I am. Yeah, I'm a son. I'm a daughter. And that's what the father wants to do. You know, the more loved we are, the more we receive love, the more we become secure in our identity. Yeah, and I think it's interesting you talk about you know the the temptation that uh, mm. the devil had for Jesus. It, he he isn't uh, incredibly creative. He he <laughs> continues to do the same uh, uh, things that he, he he did for for centuries. And and it's interesting with I, I've always found it interesting about Jesus at his baptism. And here is this public affirmation of sonship, mm. right? The Bible says when Jesus rose out of the waters of baptism that the heavens were torn open and the Holy Spirit descended like a dove upon him and a voice from heaven said, this is my son whom I love. Yeah. In him I am well pleased. So there's this incredible affirmation of Jesus' sonship. 
And then, of course, it says immediately he was taken into the wilderness. And after the 40 days, what does the tempter actually try to attack Jesus with? Yeah. His sonship. The yeah. very thing that the Father declared publicly, that, that the enemy just said, if you are the Son of God. And he tried to tempt him to make the stones bread and yeah. be, you know jump off the temple. And so it's like, I think in our day-to-day life, don't be surprised if mm-hmm. if there's this inner this turmoil that comes from this place of are you a son of God? You know, mm-hmm. if you were really a loved son of God, would you have done that? You know, would you have, would you have you know like this and that and the accusers? And mm-hmm. I and I just believe that to understand that that you know, like again, even from John 17 when Jesus is praying the high priestly prayer and that other that. That, that you, they would know that you love them even as you love me. That the revelation of the Father heart of God is the, the what God, Jesus secured mm. for us on a cross and rising from the dead, that his Father has become our Father. And he, the love that the Father has for us as much as it, the love he has for his Son. Mm. And even, I think that's where sometimes in this journey that we're on, that that's where fi- the faith component comes in, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're not saved by our faith. We are saved by grace through our faith. And, but, you know, sometimes, you know, when we are struggling to feel loved, like, you know, I, you know, you know, and I've said this before, you know, sometimes, if, especially on the Internet, if somebody says something that's kind of mean, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel a little bit discouraged or something, you know, it gets through the armor, uh, the, the, you know, a criticism or something, I... You know, and I just encourage you sometimes if you're feeling like bad thoughts mm. about yourself or struggling with you know, condemnation, stop and just say, Father, could you just tell me what you think of me again? Yeah. Could you just tell me how much you love me? And then just wait. Mm. And just ask God to come. And, you know, I, I'm not saying that the windows of heaven will, will open up like Jesus baptism, but I just believe the Holy Spirit, the spirit of sonship will continually affirm yeah. in our hearts that we are children of God mm-hmm. and that Abba cry begins to well up, you know, in our hearts that you really are my father. Mm. And that, when we know that and when we live in it, it changes everything for us, oh. you know. And sure, we struggle with stuff, with things that are going on in our lives, but yeah. There's a truce, you know, the Barry's just been talking about. John 16:27. it is the Father himself loves you. Yeah. The Father himself is loving you. You know, and mm. I often just say that to myself. Oh, Father, thank you that you're loving me right now. Because mm. he is, you know, and he doesn't hold back his affections. No. He's a good father. And, you know... He loves us, and there's no fear in love. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of a lot of the struggles we have are because of fear. Yeah. And fear has to do with with punishment. John John writes in his letter, you know, um, and fear, and the fear of punishment, the fear of God's judgment or whatever, it makes us want to run and hide, like Adam did in the garden. You know, and he, they realize they sinned, they went and hid. And God the Father comes along and says, Adam, where are you? Mm. Adam, where are you? And of course, you know, God knew where Adam was. You know, of course mm. he knew where he was. He knew where he was hiding, but he, he calls him out. And that's what he wants to do with us. You know, 
Fear is something we all struggle with. And it, John says, fear has to do with punishment. But there is no fear in love because perfect love casts out all fear. And what the Father wants to do, just like he did with Adam, you know, Adam, where are you? Maybe some of us are hiding tonight, today, and, you know, we're struggling with stuff. We've just become a little bit distant from the Father. But the Father's calling you out. He's calling your name. You know, Mark, where are you? Barry, where are you? You know, and he's calling us out, calling us back, not to condemn, not to judge, but to, once again, take us into his arms, take us into his embrace, hold us close to him. Like Isaiah says, you know, like a shepherd carries a lamb. He wants to mm. hold us close to his heart. So don't be afraid of his embrace today. Mm. Um, you know, you might, be, you might feel you're hiding, but don't be afraid of his embrace. Come out. Come out into the open. Come out into his embrace. Let him, just let him take you in his arms and mm. shower you with, with his love. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, um, again, he speaks our language, you know, and I think that... Um, because of you know my own journey and um, equating love to a performance, you know you perform enough, you get accepted. Um, uh, don't be surprised if you <laughs> feel the Father's love uh, for you more in the times when you feel you least deserve it. It's not like we're we're looking for opportunities to get like that. Every one of us wants to avoid that, but I believe that the Father is loving us on good days. He's loving mm-hmm. us on bad days and every day in between. And, you know, and, and for me, just as my own journey, it's, you know, if I'm feeling discouraged or mm. afraid or, you know, I feel like I've just not, you know, I've just not, uh, you know, done what I feel like I think I should do. I, you know, it's, it's those times when I feel the Father's embrace and he say, mm. oh, son, I love you. And it's like sometimes it's hard to say, you love me now. Yeah. Like it now, right now, you love me in this, you know, this place where I'm disheartened. Yeah. And it's just awful. There's nothing you could ever do to make me love you any less. And, you know, in, in Timothy, Second mm-hmm. Timothy, I believe it says, even when we are faithless, mm-hmm. he remains faithful. Yeah. And the reason is because he cannot deny himself. In another mm-hmm. uh, scripture, translation says he cannot disown who he is. Because mm-hmm. he has pledged his heart through his beloved son. To be a father to us throughout eternity, and you know, and it's it's the reality of that love is he's loving us right now. Yeah. Even if we don't sense his love, he's loving us, and so my prayer, you know, for us, you know, and as we go into prayer ministry time yeah. at the end of this this session, something that we would just all just there'd be a heightened sense of his presence yeah. by the Holy Spirit that is being poured into our hearts that we would know that we belong to him and yeah. that a lot of that internal struggle that you know he loves me he loves me not he loves yeah. me he loves me not kind of yeah. thing would just be settled yeah. to know that we're not yeah mm. yeah let's just receive mm. let's just receive his love for us This is love. Not that we loved God, but he, he loved mm-hmm. us. And so, Father, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Father. Just lavish your love upon each one of us. 
for that one simple reason, simply because we're your children. That's who we are. Thank you, Father, that you're a loving Father, that you are perfect love. You are the perfect Father. Whatever our experience of earthly fathers that may hinder us coming to you, coming close to you, Father, we thank you that you are way and beyond any expectation or any historical experience. Father, would you give us the courage to receive your love today? If we have a barrier because of our experience, our history, if we have a barrier because of what our earthly parents were like, Father, would you just give us the courage to overcome those barriers and come to you with an open heart, with open hands, with open mind of all that you want to do. And Father, would you lavish your love upon us simply because we are children. It's not about what we do, it's not about our response to you. You initiate love because you are love. And so, Father, for each person live on this webcast, each person who watched later, would you, in this moment, just lavish your love upon them, that you would pour your love, you would cascade your love into their heart by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We welcome your presence. We welcome your presence amongst us. Even as we meet... Over the internet, Holy Spirit, we welcome your presence. We just give you permission to be the carrier of the Father's love into our hearts, Mm -hmm. into the depths of our hearts. That you would baptize us in love right now. Mm -hmm. Father, you would fill our empty hearts, fill our dry hearts. That, Father, by the power of your love, you would transform the the desert places of our heart into beautiful gardens that are full of life and vitality. Mm. Yeah, thank you, Dad. Mm. Thank you, Father. There's no situation that's too difficult for you to reach into. There's Mm. no life that's too broken for you to fix. Yeah. Wow. And so, Father, in our... In our weakness, in our vulnerability, we just come to you and say, Father, pour your love, pour your love into our hearts. Yeah. Father, that your love would drive out all fear. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect love casts out all fear. There's no room for fear when we live in love. And Father, if that fear has caused us to hide, we... We just want the courage to come out into the open and run into your open waiting arms. And to be once again held in your embrace. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Yeah. And Father, would you just continue to pour out your spirit of wisdom and revelation. The Holy Spirit, the spirit of sonship. Yeah. So that we might know you better. 
And Father, we ask that the eyes of our heart mm. would be opened. Yeah. Father, that we could see you as you really are, and we could see ourselves as we really are. Mm-hmm. And that together with all of the saints, Father, that we would know the hope of our calling. Yeah. The destiny that you have placed on our lives before you created the world. Mm-hmm. And the glorious inheritance that we have with all yeah. the saints. Thank you, Father, that mm-hmm. I think of that passage of Scripture where Jesus says, Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock yeah. and the door will be opened. Yeah. And the, the one passage, I believe it's from Luke. Jesus said, If you, though you are evil, know mm. how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in Heaven give the Holy Spirit yeah. to those who ask? Yeah. And so, Father, even in this very moment, Wow, we just open our hearts just to just to continue to receive the deluge of your affection that is coming by your spirit upon us, in us and through us, around us. One of the names of the Holy Spirit is in Hebrews the Ruach of God, the, the breath of God. And thank you, Father, that as we even simply breathe. We breathe in your love. We breathe in your life. And with every one of the 20,000 breaths we take a day. Mm-hmm. Father, I just pray for each and every one of us that are listening live and to those who are listening afterwards that there would just be such an intuitive encounter with love, with your love, with the outpouring of love into our hearts. Father. Mm-hmm. That love would drive out all fear. Yeah. Fear of rejection, fear of yeah. abandonment, fear of failure, fear of success. Hmm. Whoa, whatever we're afraid of. Mm. Jesus said, don't be afraid, little flock. Mm. For it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So, Father, even in this very moment as we're posturing our hearts before you, help us to receive your kingdom, your immeasurable, vast kingdom, just like a little child would. Whoa, and I'm just reminded as I even say that, I'm reminded of that funnel again, (laughs) that funnel that comes from heaven. Yeah. That is immeasurable and it's mm. constant and it's flowing into our hearts. Yeah. Father, I pray that you would encourage mm. those who are discouraged. That you would comfort those who are hurting. Father, that you would strengthen those who feel weak. Mm. And even in this very moment, Lord, that you yeah. would just, yeah, just by your spirit, just yeah. hold us close to your heart. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to deserve it or earn it or strive for it. It's our inheritance in Jesus. Yeah. Wow. So, Father, we just breathe. We can all do that. We can all breathe. But we breathe. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you.
água. I just have that sense of the stillness and the peace. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of a peace that passes under our understanding. Mm. That would guard our heart and our mind, Father. Protect yeah. our minds. Yeah. Mm. Father, may we feel, may we experience your presence daily. Because mm. you're never, a, you're not far off. You're never far off. Yeah. You're never distant. You're always close by. And Father, may we feel, may we live in that tangible expression mm. of your presence every day. Take us deeper, Father. Take us deeper. Thank you, Father. Mm. Amen. 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 Wow. Thank you all for joining us. Yeah. We look forward to more next week eh? <laughs> we yeah. look forward to more tomorrow but we'll be back together again yeah <laughs> next week yeah. who knows what will happen yeah eh? yeah bless everybody and uh yeah thanks for joining us and just this is just a family meeting yeah we're just having it it's so wonderful to, to share this with you guys so yeah bless you guys and thanks for putting up with us again for another week <laughs> Yeah, we'll both. I think we're both together next week again, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yay. Two weeks in a row. <laughs> okay. Thanks, everybody. See All you right. Next week. Bless you, everybody. Bye.